Greg, I just don't think why you should think that women don't deserve to vote. Like, I just, why would you say that? <laughs> well, you know, it's a shame because Coco, you, you didn't even hear that because I think she's having a connection problem. Uh, You'll yeah. have to play a different one. Okay, what did I miss? What did I miss? <laughs> I just, I, I, <laughs> what did I miss? I heard something about women shouldn't vote. Like, what <laughs> yes, you did. We just, I, I, when you came in, I wanted to just like give you like a, a one, like a, like a hanging cliff, cliff note. And like, like, oh, you like, did. The, you did. Like, what the fuck am I getting myself into tonight? <laughs> I was like, women shouldn't be allowed to vote. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I I think that women should be the only ones allowed to vote, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to tell I'm you. Not, oh, my yeah. God. Now you're just, uh, you're just placating. Come no, on. I'm not. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We've had men run this country for how long and we see where it ended up. Maybe we should try a woman. <laughs> I'm down. I think so. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I think you need a serious change somewhere. Anyway, hmm. look who's here, John. So good. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? I am wonderful. We were just talking about concerts before you got on the air, and I just came back from Paul McCartney last night. Oh. And it was insane to see a living Beatle like do all their sets, all the songs that like I grew up on. Like my well, I didn't grow up on, but my parents used to like play for me. And yeah, I started crying during Blackbird. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, I was I was bawling like a baby during Blackbird. I know I saw your Let It Be video. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so nice. I mean, there was like, there's just like some moments of, of like, there's specific songs that just like, it harkens to you. Do you know what I mean? And then Live and Let Die killed it. Killed it. Get me started on the Beatles. It's not. It's also another. It's not one of my. Oh, do you not like the Beatles? Too? I would go see Paul McCartney. I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen him. Oh, I'm, have you seen John Lennon? <laughs> <laughs> John Lennon, I would love to have seen in that like 1980s come together, like tour that they that's the concert of Madison Square Garden. Like I would have loved. Oh yeah. At so because, funny enough, Peter okay. Jackson because he did that day. He actually. He spliced some like audio mm -hmm. and vocals. So McCartney actually sings with the, uh, sorry, uh, John Lennon sings with the band um, on one of the songs. It's unbelievable. Oh, that's cool. And you hear it crystal clear. And like there's this moment, it's like you almost get goosebumps. What was funny is that, you know, <laughs> when he was bringing people out on stage, everyone's like, who is it? Who is it? And I go, John Hinckley Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Because he just got released from I jail. Know. Like that day, like I think yesterday. I know. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday, Paul McCartney. <laughs> no, wait. I, no, John Hinckley is the who shot Ronald Reagan. Oh. Let's go ahead and Not, blow this uh, joint. I, I think so. Yeah, you're now right. Both, now we both look like dummies. John Hinckley, Jinkleheimer Schmidt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, killed, he, he tried to kill Reagan, but didn't yeah. he kill other people? No, he was he was in love with Jodie Foster. Yeah. Revolver Hinckley wounded Reagan, police officer Thomas and a Secret Service agent. Yeah. Yeah. James wow. Brady. 
that's that the Brady Bill is named it is because of that. I'm sorry, uh, guys. Mama mode had to kick in for a second. Uh oh. <laughs> what happened? Everything okay? That happened. Uh oh. What? Oh How far did your slipper go? Because my mom used to throw. <laughs> used you to know, be- he better be glad he's not my child. It's the neighbor's kid. And, I'm oh. like, <laughs> and I have to catch myself that the whole black mama don't come out. because you, know, you only have black. <laughs> well, I had to sit. Because the black, the whole black mama was about to come out of me. Oh. Yeah, that looks like a bad. The white one is going to be like, "Excuse me, Coco, we can we don't, we don't touch the child." Look, <laughs> 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 well, my son already knows, honey. If I say you want to meet Jesus, he know what time it is. <laughs> I can arrange that right quick. You want to meet Jesus? <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing. Anyway, how are you? Everything besides the broken glasses that aren't you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, my God. I'm like, are you kidding me? He just had the glasses on when I walked in the house. And <laughs> just that quick for me sitting down talking to you guys for what all of 30 seconds. I'm like, okay. So um, I'm good, though. I'm good, you know. <laughs> just ha- trying to keep my sanity right now. Yeah, right. How's the special doing with the new, new special out? The special is doing good. I've been getting so much good feedback from not only the fans, but new fans. And my colleagues have been hitting me up, you know, saying how good it is. Um, it's been going great. You know, I, I can't complain. I can't complain. Um, so yeah, as I as I mend a, a skinned elbow, we'll be talking. Uh, this is what this is what black mamas do, honey. We multitask, honey. We multitask, honey. We need to make out something to eat while I'm at it. So, um, uh, <laughs> amongst being a comedian, an actress, an uh, a um, an acting coach, uh, I'm gonna need. You're, you're also a nurse. Seriously, I'm I'm dealing with him. You know, the piece of napkin, honey. I'm uh, a, a medium one for his forehead. Okay. Oh, it sounds like it's a. <laughs> oh my God. The child, the child, like, like let's give you a little backstory. I have a, a 82 pound golden doodle that loves to dig holes in the backyard. Uh-huh. They've known forever. Don't run around this backyard because there are pitfalls in this backyard. <laughs> and what does he do? He goes and runs in the backyard. <laughs> oh no. And he fell in a hole. Ow! Fell in a hole. I'm like, little boy. <laughs> what is it? I mean, is there a way you can stop the dogs from digging though? Like, I don't even think that's a thing. Like Leo's been doing it lately too. Um, oh. He's been like, every time he, we go like some, any, any area that's like gravel, he'll start kicking up the dirt. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And his paws get all dirty. And now he's, and now he's sitting on my bed. Oh God. Running. You know it. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, I know I'll you, you guys are kidding. You, you, you get a lot of stuff on this on this podcast, including children Seriously. discipline. Seriously, you guys are getting Coca Brown in full blown black <laughs> Well, when, next time I get a, a, a boo boo, I'm gonna have to call you up and be like, "Can you fix my boo boo?" Yeah. Where Where do you live? Where are you in LA? I'm in um, I'm in Georgia. I'm oh, in Georgia. Georgia. Okay. I'm- it's getting hot down there now, huh? Man, hot. It's 100 some degrees outside. And these children want to go out to some amusement park. I said, you know what? I am not responsible for one of you little boogers having a heat stroke, okay? 
I'm gonna stop by your mama house, your grandmama house, and have her sign this waiver. And I'm not responsible. <laughs> if you come back, my complexion. <laughs> it is not my fault, honey. You wanted to go to the amusement park. You know you look light skinned. You know you lie. <laughs> You, you want to see a you know, your mel- you know you are lacking a lot of melanin here, but you want to go in the sun, okay? Come back here like lobster. It's not my fault. You Were you allowed, did you go to did you go to did you go to water parks growing up like during the summertime, Coco? Um, not until I got older, because you know, as a black girl thing, uh, once your mama do your hair, you get it wet, you might die. <laughs> so it took me getting older that I could do my own hair and I would have to take responsibility if I walked around, you know, looking like I was fresh off the boat. Um, so, um, you know, I didn't start going to water parks till I got older. I did amusement parks, but not water parks. Till I got older. John, you know, I wasn't allowed to go to going, water parks. Are you going? Well, why not? Well, because we had, because I came from, I'm an Asian family. So we have a water park at the house. So it was, you know, it's, like, yeah, it was it was it was the sprinkler system that we would have going off, and that would be our water park. And I, we could only go to the local water park, which was Action Park up by me, when yeah, it was free day. Yeah, it was free day during uh, for for Sussex County residents, and okay. because it was free, I was allowed to go. But yeah, I from, from since then like haven't gone to water parks. Like it's like not but, a thing for but me. But wait, I mean, but wait, you're gonna bring up Action Park, but not actually bring up Action Park. So Coco, there's a great documentary out that came out last summer called Class Action Park. It's, okay. It's about this this water park that existed in New Jersey from the mid eighties to like the early nineties. And it was and to this day that most dangerous at amusement is park. it great adventure no it's near great adventure no. though no it's okay. actually not, not near really no 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 it's, it's not about two hours away from great adventure right Greg. but yeah but uh, well to me south jersey is all the same thing and like you would go you did not leave that place unless you left injured every single person that went there in the history of that place left injured right so it's it's this whole documentary wow. about how dangerous this amusement park was it's wow. just uh, I, I, I mean, went to adventure yeah. as a kid because my mom's family is from Jersey, so I did that as a kid. But Six Flags, yeah, yeah, Six Flags. I didn't do Six Flags till I got like out of college. You know, we did Bush Gardens and King's Dominion. Yeah, yeah, oh, right. yeah, those were great places too. I was we yeah. went there when like when I was in seventh and eighth grade. Those places are great. Yeah, uh, but you know what? I I remember like right around right when I got out of right when I got into co- college, I was like too cool for like amusement parks. And now every time I'm in LA, I always have to go to Universal. Like that's my thing that I do, and it's always a blast. And Greg never wants to come every single time that we're we're together. Like it's that's like. I grew up late. I could give you the tour myself of that, of Universal Studios in Hollywood. I could literally give you the tour. Oh, okay. Uh, you, I spent that was, so that much was the benefit of when I lived in LA. I lived literally like 10 minutes away from Universal. Right. So, you know, that's how my ex-husband got me, taking me there. <laughs> <laughs> do you always, miss LA? It's always how I it do. Is. I do. I do miss LA. Um you know, uh, for many reasons. Um, I don't miss the cost of living. I don't miss those gas prices right now. Um, but overall, I, I miss L.A. for like the, I don't know. L.A. just has a different energy, you know. And then yeah. we, 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 we tend to be around our tribe more, you know. And you know it's your, you know, you know it's your people, you know, mm-hmm. in a sense of being in the industry where here in Atlanta, it's all muddled. You know, you've got... 
you know, bloggers with the same uh, clout as an Oscar winner. I just don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, we don't either. <laughs> we don't either. Like, oh. How are you on the red carpet with this person? They got Oscars, and you write a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Atlanta Daily, and uh, she happens to do the fashion section out of the Penny Saver uh, from Southern Atlanta, and uh, she's here on the red carpet with us. Uh, <laughs> As we have Oscar winner Denzel Washington. <laughs> then it took First time off. I saw that happen, I was so perplexed. I was like, "Girl, it tells me like, hey, there's somebody on the red carpet shouldn't be here." <laughs> you should call security, security. <laughs> Go seriously because i was like this is bizarre <laughs> so if, if you live that close to universal you're, you're probably in like studio city or somewhere around there i'm curious what what's one of your favorite restaurants in that in that hood uh it's a ramen place that oh. i love it's in downtown burbank they have it, like the best ramen i've ever had in my life called um Kiko, Kiko Kiko Ramen. It's right on Burb. It's right, right there. I think it's on not San Fernando, but the next street over, which I think is Burbank Boulevard. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right, huh. Yeah, on that downtown area of Burbank. Right. I I don't know that that one. My I used to stay in Studio City most of my most of my time there. And my favorite restaurant down there is a place called the Black Market Liquor Bar. Have you ever been there? Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that place yeah. great? I the the first time I yep. ever went there, and John's heard me tell this story a million times. And I'm sorry for going to food so fast, John, but there's a reason. So <laughs> the 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 waiter, I asked him, you know, like in any place I go to, I'm like, what do you recommend? And he says to me, point blank, he's like, you have to have the smoked trout. It's going to change your life. Right. So that's a pretty big food challenge <laughs> that some food is going to yeah. change your life. And I have right. to tell you that smoked trout wasn't life changing, but it was one of the best like things I've ever had in, in a restaurant. It was so incredibly good. But the reason mm -hmm. I, want, I want to bring up food early, John, is because if you go to Coco's website, she has her own food products. Yeah, I know. I know. Right? I know. Yeah. So I, I just want to know everything about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, because well, it, it came about in the pandemic. Um, right. It started out dirty, became clean, and now I have both. Right. Um, when I say that, um, during the pandemic, a friend of mine who you know indulges in in, in the herbals, sure, was like they knew I could cook. Then you know, um, I have a friend who says, "Oh Lord, what was that?" <laughs> <laughs> that is me. I apologize. That is your, that is your, uh, the website for, uh, the, uh, the, Coke is Cravables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The Cravables. So, <laughs> Coke is Cravables. Yep. And so they came over one day and they had all this stuff and they said, Hey, can you make me some edibles? Can you make me some food? And I said, yeah, no problem. You know, cause, um, you know, I lived in LA for 11 years. I mean, you better learn how to cook with it. Okay. Yeah. And so made a bunch of brownies and cookies. I made a couple of pound cakes for them. Then I made some butter and some oil. You know, I just, I just went ham and we were on Instagram live while I was doing this. Wow. And people were like, oh my God, how can I get some of that? So I said, well, Hey, y'all ain't gonna put me in jail. You know, yeah. um, I said, but, uh, you know, hit me up in my DM. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, because that's safe. <laughs> right. Right. So as I was doing it, you know, I was just doing it for friends and family. You know, they were bringing me what they had and I was cooking with it. And then um, 
I had already gotten into the CBD business because I was making creams, uh, body creams and hand sanitizers and things like that with CBD. I said, you should be able to cook with this. So did a little research, found a class I could take out of Denver. Wow. Took a class on infusing CBD. And that's how Coca's Cravables came to be. But then, wow. of course, you know, you've got those people out there that want it dirty. And I'm like, well, just put in this deal. You know, tell me you want it dirty. You know, do what I can do. <laughs> I'll meet you I on mean, the corner I, of Burbank Avenue. <laughs> right. I have, a, right. I have a question, though. Like, so you've you've been experimenting with kind of cooking with uh, THC and mm-hmm. uh, CBD. What's the biggest undertaking that you've taken? Like, obviously, sweets are great. That's the standard. Yeah. We all know. Have you yeah. ever tried savory and done it like, I don't know. Yes. I, I've, I, I, do, I do butters. And one of my most popular butters that I made was an Old Bay butter. Oh, wow. Because, you know, this is, you know, in Atlanta, Virginia. East Coast sure. Spirit is a seafood town. Sure. Seafood food. And people love to dip their seafood, especially crab legs, shrimp and stuff, in butter. So I started, I started making an old bay butter. And when I tell you, I couldn't keep it in stock. It's wow. like I had people were buying like 32 ounce jars. Like they were like, oh, <laughs> and then nice. I started incorporating where I was in cooking oils. So people could cook with it themselves. So, you know, I've got your regular vegetable canola oil. I've got your olive oil, your grapeseed oil, your avocado oil, you know, and it's just a matter. So, like I said, I took a bunch of classes during the pandemic and then I bought the machines on how to strain it and infuse it, you know. So, so I've been here like a legal trap queen. If you make, <laughs> if you're making oil, if you're, if you're cooking in oils with THC in the oil, so unlike mm-hmm. alcohol, it doesn't burn off. Like if you cook with vodka, it'll burn off the alcohol. It intensifies it. No. The heat intensifies it. Oh. Now, mind you, just as you would cook, like, you know, you can't put an avocado oil or a grapeseed oil or an olive oil on an extremely high temperature. You yeah, already know that if you cook. You can only do that with lard or vegetable oil or canola oil. You know right. what I'm saying? You can't yeah. do that with the other oils. But the heat intensifies it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it intensifies it. So, you know, you, you, you saute something, you simmer something, you put it in that you know, in that, in that boiling water while you boiling your noodles. Right. Yeah, they take your noodles out and then take that oil and make your butter or make your sauce. I mean, it, the heat intensifies. Huh. Coco, you are blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I, listen, so we do this party uh, for my mom and dad every summer. And mm-hmm. we do like, you know, like we do, a, it's not necessarily a boil, but like I do a whole roast pig, you know, because that's the Filipino style. We Amen. Do uh, we do we do crab legs. We do. My dad doesn't eat crab legs, but he does mussels. Mm-hmm. But my dad and I will go down and get dirty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that without just like us going to the side of the house and smoking a J and instead like just being like looking at my mom with a straight face and just using butter and her being like, okay, good for you. And just getting completely like baked right, right. is the coolest thing. <laughs> I might slip her some just to see what her reaction hilarious, is. Hilarious. Just it's make so her some funny. I don't morning. get high on my own supply. I have testers. <laughs> you have testers, so you don't even I try it. Friends that came over and they were my guinea pigs. <laughs> and I had everybody Damn, from the lightweight, the lightweight to the make Snoop Dogg look bad. <laughs> wow. so it's Tell like us I next had, time the test kitchen opens, we'll come down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
how, how come you made the move to Atlanta or where are you in? Is it, are you outside Atlanta? Uh, it was various reasons. Um, one, I was fresh out of a divorce and it was ugly and I had become a single mom and I just was in a dark place in LA. Right. And at the time I was still working for Tyler Perry. So I was having to come here for anywhere from two to four months every year sure. to film. And um, I had developed a little village here in ATL. And then yeah. on top of that, uh, both of my parents, unfortunately, got ill around the same time. And then being in Virginia, um, my mom just, you know, it's two of us, but she decided that she was going to put me in charge of everything. Right. And it was just easier for me to be in Atlanta than all the way in L.A. Right. handling their affairs sure. and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, it was various reasons. And then I, I honestly just could not wrap my brain around giving somebody 1.3 million for a shack. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I just couldn't coming from, coming from the East coast and South. I'm like 1.3 million. I got some ignits like gated, <laughs> like, like I'm riding a golf cart from going from one end of the house to the other. Like I don't, <laughs> what you mean? Two, two bedrooms and one bath, 800 square feet. You want like two million. What you mean? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm curious as to where you found something in LA for 1.2 million. <laughs> like, right, right. Like, so when I was looking, there was stuff still for like 750, 850, right. but your, you know, your kitchen might have been off the garage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or you yeah. might have been in a, you know, in a neighborhood that you might have to wait blue during the daytime and red at night. Red at you night know? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Represent Nipsey. Yeah, exactly. uh, and then I came to Atlanta and I mean, I wasn't even looking to buy a home. I was just having lunch with a girlfriend of mine that I've known since like the eighth grade. And she's a real estate agent here in Atlanta. And we were having lunch and she was like, well, I had to go, you know, show some houses. You want to roll? I said, okay, sure. And seeing what was out here for like 300,000, 400,000, I was bugging like, yeah. yo, So the fourth house that she showed, I fell in love with i was like oh my god i love this house the whole setup you know all this yard because i grew up with a big yard as a child and i just thought about all the things i could do with this yard and blah 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 and the lady who owned it she was a uh like a heart surgeon right. and she was getting transferred to another hospital in another state so it was kind of a quick sale and me and her were talking and i was you know, kind of telling her my story you know i'm newly divorced i was a single mom you know that a lot and she called my girlfriend after we left and she said, God told me this is her house. Tell her make a bid on it. Wow. Mm. And I made a bid on it just on, you know, shits and giggles. And she took it and I bought it. Wow. And I didn't think I would live in it. I just thought, okay, I got a nice investment property, sure. you know, whatever. Yep. Came back to shoot another season of For Better or Worse, chose not to stay in the, you know, studio provided condos, chose right. to stay in my house and I never left. Well, wow, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. That's a beautiful story, but isn't there a little bit of you that thinks that you got got by your friend who was like, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, oh, she totally set me up. She totally <laughs> set me up. She set me up. She set me up. And she had been saying to me for the last couple of years, you should move to Atlanta, girl. You should move to Atlanta. So she totally set me up. Yeah. And now she's calling me every other day going, girl. You got all this money in equity. Why don't you move? No, I don't want to move. No, <laughs> it's like it's like Ocean's Eleven. It's like you think that like you're like. <laughs> yeah, it's it is true about. I mean, almost anywhere outside of one of these ridiculous metro areas, that 
you know, and Atlanta in that area, it's it's really amazing what you get for your money and and the quality of life. Doubled. Yeah. What I did for my house seven years ago has doubled. And they call me. I get calls every day. Do you want to sell? Do you want to sell? The thing is, I do want a house with a pool. And and I have all this backyard. If I showed you guys my backyard, you'd be like, wow. But when I got it surveyed to get a pool, come to find out the idiots who built this house made the septic tank take up three quarters of my backyard. Oh, my gosh. So you got a little small itty bitty pool. (laughs) I have this little bitty area in all this yard I can do anything with. Uh, I can tell you as a person that has a pool, it sounds great, but I curse it every single time I open up that pool. I curse every day the summer. And we only, you know, up here in the Northeast, we only have three real months. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying, Greg. She's down. You're in Georgia. We got Florida weather. Like Georgia's kind of like Florida weather. Yeah. But not like the rest of the country. And then the majority of time is spring or summer. Right. Yeah, no, I know. I just I just hate my pool. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. I, I'm looking at it now and I hate it. <laughs> just use your golf thing. cart, bring it to the country club that's probably down the street from you, and then just go use the pool over there. No maintenance. You don't have to get the higher insurance as well. You know, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. I mean, that's the thing too, you know. I mean, I, I I realize you learn a lot after you buy your first home of all the things you should have gotten, you should have looked into, you should have asked. Yeah. So I know that I'll be a lot wiser and smarter if I choose to sell and buy again, because I mean, it was so much stuff that I was like, why did I, Oh, why did I let this ride? Oh my God. I didn't check this. Oh, da, 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 da. Like I'm still mad that nobody said to me, Oh, by the way, you keep talking about this wonderful big yard. You can't do Jack with it. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the one thing I well, did. That you want to buy that house, though, girl. <laughs> I got the five thousand square foot house, but I can't do nothing with the backyard. <laughs> it's a blow up pool back there now. I look, a whole acre and a half with a blow up pool on it. You know, I look right <laughs> looking real ghetto right now. <laughs> Does you put your lawn chair like it, like half in it, oh, half seriously? out it? Awning over it. We got an awning. It's a blow up pool with an awning over it. Yeah. It's, oh. it's, that's awesome. It's still good though. On a hot day, listen. And the kids I, I'm, love I'm, it. I'm not getting in it, but the kids love it. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get like? Obviously, I'm sure at some young age you realized you wanted to be and like entertain people. Like, how did you make? How did you go? How did you make the decision? Comedy slash actress. Like, did it play in, or how did that work? How did that work out for you? It kind of found me. I mean, right. growing up in the South, you know, I grew up real traditional Black Southern, like. My job was to go to college, get a degree, meet a nice man, get married, have some babies and come have Sunday dinner at my parents' house. You know, like I wasn't supposed to do this and deviate from that, like entertainment. It, you know, it was always like, you know, you'd look at TV and I was always the kid that would put on plays with her dolls and stuff and make everybody watch it, <laughs> you know, and I could always do little voices and stuff and make my friends laugh. But I never thought. I would make a living out of it. It never crossed my mind that I would actually be a working, successful actress and comedian. Like the closest I was going to get to that in my mind is that I went to school for broadcast journalism and I wanted to be like the black Connie Chung. That was as close as that's as far as it was going to get for me. And then when I graduated college, a friend of mine who guess saw something in me that I didn't see introduced me to a guy at a barbecue that owned a comedy club in Maryland. Mm -hmm. And 
I didn't think nothing of it. But by the end of the night, he said, you're really like naturally funny. You ever thought about doing stand up? I was like, no. <laughs> you know, I, I've seen FGM a few times, you know, and he's like, used to come down to open mic. And I went to open mic. My first time on stage was a very eye opening experience. Don't try to be funny. Just be funny. Yeah. Um, and the rest has been history. I just my whole life just shifted after that moment. And it wasn't I always say my destiny found me because I so wasn't looking for this. Right. So you were doing stand up first and then you transitioned into acting. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. I mean, technically, I mean, I was acting. You know, like I said, my mom put me in like little plays and theater sure. and stuff when I was younger, but it wasn't for me to make a living out of it, right, right, you know? Right, right. I mean, yeah, let's, so it's, let's, let's talk about the realness though, Coco. I mean, mm -hmm. you had the opportunity to kind of move on up uh, with, uh, yeah, you know, in your career. You know, we talk about uh, how marginalized women and people of color have been in our industry for a long time. Do you remember it being such a fight? I mean, as of right now, I mean, it's fantastic that I'm seeing a lot more leads, um, you know, that are played by people of color. But do you remember, mm -hmm. you know, uh, even like four or five years ago, how tough that was? Mm -hmm. Tell me some of your Absolutely. experiences because you're in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, where do I begin? I think the one thing that stuck out with me was stand up, which made me go like, what the hell? They love to stigmatize black female comedians if we talked about sex or if we cursed or if we said anything blue. Oh, that was taboo. Oh, no, no, no. You can't be too dirty. You can't be this. You can't be that. And then you got people coming out the woodwork like Amy Schumer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people like that. And you're like, but I don't understand. How can she go on stage and say, see you next Tuesday, but I can't say fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So. I begin to see the shift where they realized they were being hypocritical. Where yeah. they were putting that, telling us that, you know, as a black female comedian, you had to be squeaky clean, like a, uh, what's the young lady's name? I can't think of her name right now. Um, Aisha something, Aisha Tyler. Or, you know, like you had to be squeaky clean and not too threatening and you can't right. be loud and blah, 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 blah. And then you see these white girls and these, and these, and these Asian girls, you know what I'm saying? Because Aquafina ain't clean. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you Ali Wong, definitely not clean. Ali Wong, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you're seeing, you know, um, you're seeing all of these uh women that are not black being just as blue as they want to be and are being praised like they're like mavericks in the game. And me and the Cheryl Underwoods and the Moniques and the and the and the Adele Givens all sitting over in the corner, like, <laughs> we've been doing that, and y'all told us yeah. it was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> There's this typecast that black women have had and uh, well, that was you were supposed to be the motherly type. Do you know what I mean? And that you they couldn't love to talk about. In, they love to put us in boxes. Yes, because absolutely. Short story, like when I was much heavier, you know, I was usually getting the fat, funny sidekick, you know. And after I had my son and during my divorce and stuff, I began to lose a lot of weight, you know, just... Just, no, just whatever, you know, whether it was distress or whatever. But I'm, I'm getting less weight. And I remember getting a call from my agent because uh, he, he had seen me. He had come to a comedy show and he was like, oh, my God, you've lost so much weight. Oh, my God. You know, and I said, yeah, you know, whatever. He called me a couple of days later and he said, how much weight do you plan on losing? And I said, why? He said, because if you get any smaller, we're going to have to redirect how we market you. <laughs> and that's going to. Doing a different, and I'm kind of like, huh? 
Yeah. And then, you know, when I was working for a certain big, huge mogul in this business, I remember one season I came in and he said, don't lose no more damn weight because my fat jokes won't work. Wow. <sighs> wow. 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 So, wow. you know, so, you know, it's a lot. You know, not only are you dealing with the race card, but you're dealing with the, the fat shaming or whatever, you know. Yep. Um, but I've seen a lot different now that they're realizing that our complexion or the, the, the size of our waist does not dictate our talent and our appeal. Yeah. Is you know, there a, is, could you could you honestly say that it's the it's a different player? There's different players, but it's the same game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you still have your moments because, you know, I still always say that they don't let about but five of us in at a time and we got to wait for somebody to die for <laughs> us to get shot. Because I used to always say, damn, I'm going to have to wait for Monique to die before we <laughs> <laughs> And then I did. I, it's on stage on one of my comedy shows. And <laughs> I literally, and then when Tiffany Haddish blew up, I said, damn, right when I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody know where Wanda Sykes is? is? You know. <laughs> yeah. Here comes Tiffany. Damn, you know. <laughs> yeah. Saget and Godfrey die and everyone's, uh, you know, Gilbert died and they're just like, yeah, we still need another 60 of them to die in order for that. Right. It's like, you know, I, mean, I, I made it as a joke, but in all actuality, I was being kind of serious. Yeah, sure. There has to be room, though, for just more than one, you know, famous black comedian, Asian comedian, female, Asian, black, you know, female. It's crazy. Are you still doing, I, like, besides when you taped your special, are you still doing a lot of stand-up stand or are you consumed with the audience? You know, as of lately, I, I am not. And that's because my TV and film career has just taken off like yeah. crazy. I have been right. shooting project after project after project since January, wow. which is a blessing. And I haven't really been able to get on stage much. Do you, you know, I had shows lined up, but I've had to cancel so right. many of them because, you know, the project. You got to miss it. You got to miss it. You got to see do. it. I'm going on stage this weekend and they're going to be like, what the hell wrong with her? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm about to unleash what weeks of not being able to say. On oh, uh, if whoever is uh, at the club tonight uh, and you're seeing uh, uh, Coco, <laughs> she is running the light. Definitely yeah, tonight. Running the light. Running the light. Yeah. Let me tell you. Do you? Don't even cut it on, sugar. Don't even cut it on. Don't know. When I was stage again, I'm getting it all out of my system. Does it bother you when when you you know if you're going up on stage and you might be in a club that you haven't worked at before for a host or a feature that you may not know, and they introduce you as one of the funniest female comedians, like, does that get under your skin when someone introduces, has to put in the female part of it? Because it I so that fun ton. I've had male comics get more angry about that than I do. Right. I've had male comics like literally walk on stage and snatch the mic out of the host's hand. Yeah. Don't introduce well, her like that. She is a comedian. She put in half the dudes in this game. I'm like, oh, well, wow. thank you, Patton Oswald, for standing right. up like, like that. Oh <laughs> Kanye, then I pulled the Kanye on the show. You know, I like your jokes, but <laughs> Coco Brown. You know. I mean, I but, like it bothers. It does. I it bothers mean, when you hear. Now it. I know when it's being thrown in me as shade, and when right. it's just mm, yeah, introducing yeah. me. Yeah, I I do know that. I do know the difference between when it's being just said because I'm the female on the show. And I've also known it's being thrown as if a shade, like, yeah, she's funny for a female, you know, <laughs> you, you know, yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, so John, you better stop saying that when you introduce people on stage. Yeah, you know, I don't do that of all people. I am an Asian bisexual booker in this town, and I will damn it. I I I, I may have done it once. You are the alpha. <laughs> All of them. John's an equal opportunity offender. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> he'll, I'm he'll like, offend damn, everybody equally. It doesn't matter. Equal. He's got a little <laughs> bit of everything in him. Uh, so, what, so, I, go ahead, John. No, 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 no. Please. Oh, I was just curious. Like, of all the obviously not the stuff that you haven't put out yet that you're, you know, you're filming now, but of all the mm -hmm. different things that you've done as far as an actor goes, like what, mm -hmm. like, do you have any favorite roles? It could be a guest role on all those things you might've guessed it on or, you know, I love on. playing Carla on nine one one. Yeah. I, that was one of my favorite roles to play because it really showed people that I'm more than funny. Right. Yeah, my son watched. Showed your range and everything. Yeah, like that. it showed my range, and she became really a beloved character on the show. Like she got fan pages and everything, and I'm like, well, dang, <laughs> people really loved Carla. But yeah, I, will, I, I will see that once in a while. I will see, uh, you know, snippets of like, you know, uh, seeing you on on nine one one. What was it, uh, mm -hmm. Angela Bassett and all that? And I'm yeah. like, oh, I just called. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I will say some of the situations they get themselves into in Los Angeles are pretty ridiculous. They're pretty ridiculous. Like, a, like a snake around somebody's throat. Yeah. Yeah. Like me and Ryan sometimes <laughs> call each other. Ryan Guzman that plays Eddie. We would call each other. I'm like, you see this script. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I wonder if that goes on between the actors when they read some of these scripts with, you know, where the things are utter, like insanely ridiculous. And now you got to go do that and, make, and try to make it come off as real, you know? Right. So, like, is We're there a lot of that? We're very good at what we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God, get the snake off his head. Right, right, right. So what's next? Like what what are you doing? Like what's coming up for you? Like what are you doing? Um right now I'm currently filming a new Will Packer film. Um and I'm super excited about that because I mean we see what a Will Packer film did for Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, God willing, maybe I'll give me a snippet. <laughs> but um I'm having a ball filming that. And you know, when they give when the director gives you the freedom to do you. Right. And to, to add your flavor to the character, it's a beautiful thing. That's why I always say about um, Tyler Perry working with him for six years on For Better or Worse. He really let me make Jennifer what I wanted her to be. He let me That's play awesome. with her. That's great. Um, and that, you know, right now that um, I just finished a new Christmas movie that's going to be on BET over Christmas. Um, I'm headed back to L.A. in a couple of weeks to shoot season four. I'm sorry, uh, Greg, uh, BET is Black Entertainment Television. <laughs> 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 Bless his heart. Bless his heart. No, but I forgot I had a white boy on here. My bad. I let, let me tell you something, buddy. I was watching BET during I was it the Source Awards or the BET Awards when oh. there was that whole Source Awards weren't on BET. They were on UPN. No, that's the hip hop with the BET hip hop awards. It, you were watching one it those was when when there was that whole beef between. Um, Puffy and someone else, and they like called him out. You know, the producer wants to be in all the videos. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. I was watching that live, John. So shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying. I used 
watched the film and I watched GRL, I watched 106 in part. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. okay, God bless you. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I love how we're just trying to show our blackness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in front Wait, of you. Like, You're just like, that'll do. Throwing off that one black friend. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing off that one black friend. It's <laughs> so wrong, John. You're dirty, John. You're dirty, dirty, dirty person. Oh, my God. Like I love <laughs> <laughs> and I had something. Like See, Coco, we we do it too. We're cool. We're cool. You know, I'm friends with Coco Brown. She's a black female. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be the token now. <laughs> oh, God. oh God. Anyway, so you were you were saying what you were going to LA to film. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've been on a show for the last uh, three seasons called Never Have I Ever on right. Netflix and Kaylee produces. So we're in the middle of shooting season four. I play Principal Grubbs on that. That's another role I love playing because I'm playing my mother. I get yeah. to be my mama. That's awesome. She was an educator for 33 years. So I'm just being Shirley. What's so special about this boy anyway? Uh, this. You can scroll. I'm not going to scroll. Trust me. Scroll. I'm not. Damn. Is this kid on HGH? I know, right? Are you, are you, what, one, since you're in Atlanta, you got to get yourself in one of these Marvel movies that they shoot right around the corner. Child, I would love to do a Marvel movie, but they have yet to make one that looks like Black Mama. <laughs> I hear it's coming. Um, I hope so. Have you, do you, do you work at all at that Pinewood Studios? I've never, and what's so funny, I could throw a rock at Pinewood. That's how close I live to it. Oh, really? Yeah, that place. Is but um, I have yet to work at Pinewood. I have not worked at Pinewood yet. Nope. Yeah, that place is real. I mean, that's where they do all these Marvel movies, and mm-hmm. they saw a bunch of stuff yep. filmed there. Okay. All right. We've been touching about Atlanta. All right. What is the best place that you've eaten in Atlanta so far, besides your own kitchen or your friend's kitchen? Oh, um... Uh oh! What's the name of that Jamaican restaurant I went to? That was Rocksteady. Rocksteady was everything. Uh, this is a Jamaican restaurant, but it's like upscale, like five star Jamaican. Ooh, where? Where is it in Atlanta? It's on Midtown in Midtown. Oh, it is Rocksteady. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Midtown. It was amazing. They they have a red snapper that's like this freaking big. Oh like, my gosh! So I have to. Uh, it's two days to eat it. It was so I, good. I, I have to ask, we, we always end the show talking about food, but since we started off with food, we'll still end on food. But I'm curious, have you ever been to the Claremont Lounge? No, I don't think so. Do you know what the Claremont Lounge is? I've heard of it, I've heard of it but I've never been there. I don't think yeah, I, I was just curious because I always... I, I've been there one time and it was shocking. <laughs> but every, Oh, was I, it like, good? No, it's, it's, oh. it's a... It, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a strip joint... In the no, back. why would Coco go into you a drink juice right quick, right? Like, okay. <laughs> no, 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 because every, I mean, I can't tell you how many pictures of like Hollywood actors, musicians, like everyone, they it's draped all over their place. Well, that's like Magic City. If you go to Magic City, anybody black is, is on the wall in Magic City, really. Well, this place is odd because it's in the it's like in a back alley down the hill of a burned out old hotel. Right. And it's it's scary. Why would I be there? I don't know. But everyone that I've ever met in Atlanta from Atlanta goes to Atlanta, always asks me, hey, did you go to the Claremont Lounge? And I 
at one point I'm like, I had to go because everyone asked me and they're just were like, you have to go there. Right. It might be that thing that they just tell the white people to go to. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I did buy a baseball cap. I did. <laughs> I did. I'm saying, I'm saying like, you know, okay. No, I'm <laughs> okay, good. Well, if, some, if you're ever out and someone has the bright idea, just say no and go home. All right, okay. so so you hit that place up, the Jamaican spot. We're talking Red Snapper, this big. How's the conch? Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's one and of those they things. Have, they have this. They have this black rice that, like, I, I, like, I'm literally picking the kernels up. Like, I don't want to leave any on the plate. Wow. It was so good. Are you Jamaican? No, no. I just, ew, I just been with a few. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of mercy. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I, I work in the Upper West Side. So all the, uh, so everybody, like there's, there's some great new restaurants over there and there's a new Jamaican place that's over there. And mm-hmm. it is like the spot to go to. And okay. what's funny is that like, there's a lot of like younger kids that are like, mm-hmm. kind of like hanging out there mm-hmm. and they're like these white Jewish kids and they're just like sitting back and there's like Jamaican music playing. I'm like, this is out of another like universe seeing these white right. kids like getting ready for it and just like jamming out to it. I'm like, this I know. is great. Maybe this thinking, is, maybe this is America. The Nancy just came out yesterday. I'm like, <laughs> bomb bomb has been out but, for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a new oh. joint. Not a new joint, baby. No. I mean, we got to ask. I mean, listen, Kog, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for being on. But we always Thank close our show. Well, we so always close fun. our shows. We want to. We want to ask you because because we started with food. We're going to end with food as well. And you know, it's something close to my heart mm-hmm. is we always we can always say like, oh, what's the best restaurant that you've been to in Atlanta? Which is always a mm-hmm. good question. We mm-hmm. can say what's the what's what's your go to meal on the road. But here's a question: What is okay. the best thing that you have eaten this week? This week, I had some jollof rice from this mm. African restaurant, and it was everything. <laughs> really? <sighs> now, the, the, see, see, with jollof rice, like I'm usually used to, what they'll do is um, it'll they'll take lamb broth, and then they'll use that to kind of make the rice. I mean, mm. what do we, uh, raisins or dates I, in it? It's the spiced beef with the jollof rice, and it was everything. It was so good. Oh, where was it? Did you make it? Was it local? No, it was on set. No. no. Who ordered that? I don't know. Whoever decided that in craft services, I wanted to kiss them in the mouth. It was like, because <laughs> when I saw it on the menu, because the little PA always comes and knocks on your door. You know, Miss Brown, what would you like for lunch? Here's the menu. And I said, spiced beef with Jolof fries for real? I said, let me see what they're working with. And it was, it was, it was so oh. good. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. We love you uh, so much, Coco. Uh, when do you you got to come back to New York and just say hello and hang out with uh, us. At oh, the club. New York? Okay, most definitely. Most yes. definitely. Yeah. Have y'all done, done that tour yet? That apparently, I, I found out about it yesterday. It's a tour that takes you through all the boroughs and, and talks to you and, 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 and does a tour about hip hop. Get out. I didn't know about that one. Because most of the tour. Because most of the tour guides that uh, I know are usually uh, gay twinks uh, that mm-hmm. I meet at a bar, the and they guys. know nothing about hip hop. Bless their hearts. Guess who the hip, guess guess who the tour guides are? What hip hop oh. legends? 
Curtis no, no, MC no. Shan, come on, Grandmaster Flash, special Grandmaster Flash. These are your he, tour guys. Your tour guys are actual legendary hip hop. GMF actually lives in the Upper West Side, and he's come by the club a couple of times and said, What's "Who? Up? Who? Grandmaster Flash? Oh, really? Okay, okay, yeah. He's come by the club, but he's doing. Oh my gosh! Oh." You is can there any who you want to do your tour? Is there anybody that is from Wu Tang? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't look, but I didn't read the whole roster. Either. All right, all right, all right. So when you're in town, we got to do that. We're all going on this tour. We should do that. This yeah. sounds great. That sounds okay. great. I'm so down. Coco, where can everybody find you on social media? They can find me just by googling me, sugar. Just go to Coca Brown, C O C O A Brown. Please don't forget that A, sugar. Go do not forget that A because you will <laughs> totally go to a different do place. The a, and you don't you go to a different place, and I have not been forced to do that type of work yet. Oh. So, C-O-C-O-A, Brown, just Google me. Don't forget that they think of hot cocoa, C-O-C-O-A, Brown, and all of my social medias and my website will pop up. Awesome. Coco, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. You're, awesome. You're the really best. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are awesome. Okay. We'll, take, we'll take care. See you soon. Bye. Bye.